Thanks for checking out the Generosity Labs podcast. Generosity and giving as it relates to the church is one of the biggest and most important conversations we can have across faith communities. That's why we're here. On the Generosity Labs podcast, hosted by Kenny Jang, we will talk to pastors, consultants, service providers, and other church leaders. We're going to discuss the current trends, models, and best practices for developing giving as a robust part of your community life and how you can get a culture of generosity to flourish from the inside out. Join us every week right here for the Generosity Labs podcast. Check out www.generositylabs.org for more details and fantastic free resources made available just for you and your church. Hi there, this is Kenny Jang with the Generosity Labs podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. One of the things that we have been getting questions about recently around here is the actual demand or the question really is, you know, do people really want to give outside of the offering envelope um, in terms of cash or check? Uh, Because one of the biggest rants that I've been having around here at Generosity Labs is that Churches are stuck in the Stone Age, don't understand that envelopes and cash are just not relevant anymore to most of the peoples that walk in their doors. Um, And so I just want to uh, refer back to an important, um, I guess, landmark industry report that comes out on a periodic basis. It is the state of the plate. And today I wanted to go through Brian Kluth's uh, work there where they surveyed uh, almost 1,600 pastors, church leaders, and lay people across the country, 1,596 people to be exact. And uh, the survey asked these pastors, leaders, and lay people um, from churches of all sizes, and um, the types of churches varied as well. And one of the things that the whole point of the report is to report on their church-giving patterns and practices And I think we can learn a lot from just looking at some of the data that has come out of the State of the Plate report. Um, I think the next one is going to be um, administered soon. The latest report that we have is coming out at the end of 2016. Um, But I think if you wanted to name this, it's really the reality of church giving is the name of the the theme or the takeaway, right? It's basically a wake-up call to the church. Um, here's a um, infographic that we produced um, in cooperation with uh, Tithely and State of the Plate. And I just want to call out some numbers um, that, that just struck me as we built this infographic. First one is uh, 59%. So the majority of churches out there, if you are sitting in a church or you're in a church team or staff, um, 59%, chances are you're one of them. of churches report declining or flatline giving. 59% 59 of churches report declining or flatline giving. That's in contrast with another study, I think it was by Giving Rocket at one point, um, said 84% of churches are at or below budget. Um, That means only 16% of churches have any sort of financial margin to do ministry beyond what they're planning. Um, This report here also says that 20% experience uh, a giving decline of 5% or more. And I think they looked at 5% as being significant, right? So if your giving year after year is declining at a rate of 5% or more, 
um, it's something to be concerned about if you're not able to turn that um, you know turn that pattern around something's going on with your giving behavior and that's pointing to something deeper in the culture or DNA of your church um, so that's a gloomy outlook to begin with um, almost 60% of churches are declining or flatlined and 20% are actually saying whoa we're um, we're going downhill we're not just maintaining uh, what we have we're actually going downhill that means that um, you know in 10 years you're you're going to have a major issue if you're not doing anything here in five years and even in two years 10 percent less money in the staff budget in the ministry budget in the outreach budget in the missions budget um, that is something to take seriously right now now um, let's look at what's happening uh, on a sunday uh, regular attendance um, and we've all been talking about this for uh, a couple of years now, and it becomes louder and louder. Regular attendance to a church no longer means that I go every Sunday. That's what people are telling us. Um, in this report, it's confirmed. Uh, one third of members actually do not attend church on any given weekend. So if you're looking at a church and you see their attendance numbers, you got to think that there's one third that actually are not here on any given Sunday. You need to look at the larger community that this church might be responsible for and say that, wow, this is only two-thirds of the people there, one-third aren't there. Here's the bottom line. This is the problem, um, that zero <laughs> is the amount of giving received from people who miss church, uh, especially if there are no digital giving options available. That's what has been happening in churches historically, right? If people don't come to church or... If uh, church is canceled for some reason, whether it be weather-related or anything else, um, then your giving goes down for that month. And so that's that's a critical problem. Um, but here, on a normal, regular basis, one-third of your members don't attend church on any given weekend. That's a significant shift um, over the last decade or two as to what's happening even in your, in your closest, most inner consensual, concentric circle of supporters and people in your community – Regular no longer means I'm there every single Sunday. Um, there are just so many other competing things in our culture uh, that happen. That's that's <laughs> enough fodder for a complete other podcast show, uh, episode, or blog post, etc. It's another conversation. Um, but here you can see only 56% of people um, in their 20s or 30s attend 90% or more of their Sunday services. Only 56%. So... It is not the norm anymore to go to church every single Sunday, yet those are still the people that are your most committed, and I think commitment is now being defined differently, and that's the challenge, whether attendance is the way to define commitment, and can you change the nature of your ministry so that physical presence is not the only way to be engaged um, and to receive and to minister to others. Um, that's, again, another conversation. But the norm now, right now, 56% of the young folks, 20s and 30s, um, they're not attending 90% or more of the services. So um, along with attendance, obviously, uh, things are changing and shifting. The way people give um, are not on a consistent behavior either. Um, only 41% give consistently on a weekly basis to their church. Whoa. 41%. I, if you had to guess without knowing that initially, I don't know if I would have guessed that that number was that low. 
that less than half the people are giving on a consistent basis to your church. So that means I think we need to be thinking about giving in a completely different way. Uh, We need to be talking about differently. We need to be experiencing differently. We need to be presenting the options differently. Um, In fact, 60% of attendees, according to this State of the Plate report, uh, 60% of those in the 20s and 30s give only one or two times a month or even every few months. There's not this need, apparently, especially in the 20s and 30s, uh, that generational band, that they feel the need that they need to give their dollars every week. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not planning on it, and it doesn't mean that um, they are not giving enough to cover, um, but it it does mean that giving is not um, a habit of if they come into your church buildings that they're going to actually open up their wallets, their checkbooks, their credit cards, etc. Uh, this is something that every church leader needs to really process and think about, um, even either alone as well as a team. What does that mean? Um, how does that change the offering time? How does it change the messaging that you give? How, how does it change uh, on the reporting and telling of stories of where their money goes in terms of flourishing for the gospel inside your building and outside of your building. Now, uh, these guys are giving elsewhere. They're actually um, a healthy generation in terms of giving and supporting um, outside of themselves. You know, one of the you know the bad raps, um, you know, bad reps that the millennials have in the twenties and people in the twenties and thirties get is that um, they don't give at all. They're not helpful people. They're not helping other. Actually, that's not the case. 30%, 34% of churchgoers um, give to four or more organizations together, and they do it consistently, right? So now you've got a culture where giving is thought of as a portfolio of giving. They're looking and choosing, cherry-picking opportunities to support multiple organizations, four or more, more than a third of the people there give to four or more different organizations consistently. And 80% of attendees, um, this is what's showing that it's it's actually happening in the church specifically, 80% of attendees give to at least one other organization. The church is not the only share of wallet. There's other organizations and entities and causes that um, are competing for the same dollars in the supporter's wallet. And so this is something to just think about that, hey, you're not the only game in town. It's no longer just obligation is enough. It's no longer this is the norm, this is the expectation. Um, The landscape has changed tremendously when you think that 80% of the people who give to your church um, are actually giving elsewhere to begin with. Most people um, are actually looking for meaning in how they give in the relationship. And only 41%, again, are giving on a regular basis to your church to begin with. So you got to think about, hey, what, what's going on? What are we doing wrong? Is there other ways that we can um, help um, up boost up the, the rate of giving from, from our people? Well, the first one to look at really is preferences. Um, I know that checks and I know that cash are the preferred method of receiving money for the church. And you hear it all the time with church leaders especially when you bring up credit card options because they say, hey, that, that two-point-something percent um, belongs to us. That two-point-something percent, that's the reason we're not going to credit card giving because um, 
you know that that money is going elsewhere. Uh, but yet, uh, digital is increasingly becoming the preferred method of payment um, as we go to a cashless society. And many many churches, if not yours in particular, um, are not helping out. They're not giving that option on the table, uh, which I think is just completely flabbergasting. Um, you are mandating that people go backwards in their habits uh, back to the stone ages of using cash only or checks in particular um, and that's the only way that they can support your ministry um, now again uh, the question is is this true or not according to the survey this backs it up in real numbers only 14 percent surveyed want envelopes in the pews only 14 percent of people are going to these churches are giving through envelopes and that's what they want um, and you contrast that with the other the other portion, 68% of people, um, when they're at church, they want digital options. They want a kiosk or iPad giving or some other digital option. The majority of people are saying to you right now through the survey, you don't need to think about um, reaching out to your own people. This is a cross-section of America, 68% want digital options like a kiosk or, or iPad giving, what have you done to make it as easy as possible to collect those funds and revenue for your church? Um, it's just shocking how many people ignore that because they're making some convoluted arguments about um, you know a couple of percentage points going to the, the credit card uh, processing company. Um, now, uh, 41%, 49% wanted to give on a phone app. They want an actual mobile app for the church. And 54% just want cell phone text giving options. Uh, so here you can say almost half or even more than half. They're saying, hey, give us digital options, whether it be a phone app or texting. That's the way we want to do it. And you might say, hey, we don't really need that. We've got online giving on our website. Well, you know what? Only 21% of people out there were interested in online giving on the church website. So even if you had that choice, only 21% of the people out there expected it or are trying to figure out how to fulfill their giving through a mobile phone app or cell phone text to give options. This is something that I think pastors and leaders need to begin to recognize the importance of digital giving. Now, it can be digital giving by mobile, by text, by kiosk, by auto pay, EFT payments, uh, recurring giving. Um, it doesn't matter. You need to start somewhere. And pastors and leaders, if you're listening today, this is one of those rant or just uh, appeal uh, podcasts. Please, um, you know, you want to make the act of giving as accessible as possible to all churchgoers, even when they aren't physically at the church. Um, I'm telling you, this is like prophetic. It's going to be important for churches of all sizes and locations. Um, you're going to need to actively embrace digital giving methods very soon to encourage, to empower greater generosity, and more important than that, consistency in the act of giving amongst your church families. This is something that I, I just is just so, so important. 68% um, of the people are telling you they want digital options like kiosks and iPads. 54% are telling you they want text to give. 49%, almost half of the congregation, want to give on their phone through, say, a mobile app. They feel safe to do it in your church's mobile app somewhere. 
Um, this is something that you need to start thinking about. And if you're just offering on your website alone, that's not enough because only 21% of the people out there were interested in giving online on the church website. The majority of people are looking elsewhere. You're forcing them into a model that was made in the Stone Age and should stay in the Stone Age. Envelopes and cash. Cash, envelopes, and checks um, is definitely clearly here. Finally, we've got a study that quantifies this that that is something that they do not want, and so they are not giving at all. So uh, those are just some examples of outcomes from the State of the Plate report that came out from Brian Kluth. Um, it's a very interesting survey. If you want to go further, you can Google it, State of the Plate report, and actually download the actual report. There's a bunch of um, graphs and charts and things that will give you further um, details and nuances of the state of giving. Uh, but here, I just want to end this episode with this reality of the church. Uh, this is a wake-up call for us as leaders. And this is one of the reasons why we started um, the whole resource of Generosity Labs. That it is time to take a look at digital giving. Digital, mobile, text giving. All these options are something that you need to start to think about and embrace fully um, even before 2018 is out. Promise me this, that you're going to start to look at those options if you haven't started already um, to figure out how to implement one more option for your church in the next month or two. Um, how much more do you need than the people out there telling you in double-digit majority numbers that they prefer to give a certain way and yet you're not embracing those types of methods um, this is just something that you need to look at seriously with your leadership team and figure out, hey, is this something that we can move on and do so in a meaningful way this year so that we don't get left behind? Um, you definitely don't want to be one of the almost 60% of churches that are declining or have flatlined giving. So um, we'd love to hear your thoughts about the State of the Plate report. Again, this seems to be a very good baseline comprehensive study to use as a um, conversation piece internally with your other pastors and leaders and even you know high capacity lay, lay people of the church uh, so that you can start to talk about what does it mean for our church given our size, given our constituents, given our giving practices uh, that we typically have. What does that mean? Um, those are the types of things that I hope will start to be prompted in terms of questions because the opportunity and the, the prospects out there, if you were able to embrace digital giving, is a completely, completely different story. And I, I'll bring one of those stories to you shortly here on the Generosity Labs podcast. But today, it's a wake-up call. The reality of giving of the church is um, in a decline. Attendance is at a decline. Uh, giving is not consistent in the behaviors. And so this is something that you need to look at because competition exists now with other regular giving opportunities. People are choosing not it's not that they're not giving at all and you're you know you're just saying, hey, they have stingy behavior or they're just not in a giving mood. No. They are giving, period. They're giving to four more other organizations, or at least one other organization, 80%, remember, 80% of the people who attend your church are giving to at least one other charitable organization. And so that means either they're making the decision to split it, 
um, or there's more underlying, deeper causes that we need to talk about and figure out how to address and turn around for the future. Well, there you have it. That's that's uh, what I have for today. Um, it, it's, again, prompted by some of the questions that have been coming up recently, asking people, you know, we, we hear about digital giving, we hear about text to give, we hear about mobile giving, but isn't that just all sales and marketing? Is that really what the people want? Is it really what the people in my church um, would want? Is giving them something that they would prefer as their primary method of transferring funds from their wallet to the church's accounts uh, for their offerings and tithes? If we made that easier, if we got rid of that friction, uh, what would it mean for the church? Would it mean that we could be fully funded? Would it mean that we can have an overflowing offering basket at the end of the, the season? Um, those are things that I would love to see you guys struggle with, um, discuss internally, hold each other accountable, and start to explore what of all the resources out there to help you make that next decision um, in terms of um, presenting, giving opportunities for your people. I'm Kenny Jang. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Generosity Labs. I would love to hear what your perspective is and what is the hang-up in, in your uh, progression and your journey in terms of adopting digital, online, text-to-give, mobile-give, whatever that next step is um, in your church. What is that obstacle? What is that question? What's hindering you from taking the next step um, and not allowing you to just completely blow it out and, and make all the options available to make it as easy as possible for your people to contribute to the mission and ministry of your church. Um, we'd love for that question for you to respond in. Um, check out our blog at generositylabs.org. Uh, do me a favor if you are inspired or um, spurred on by our podcast episodes, if you would do us a favor and smash that like button and leave us a review, an honest review on Apple iTunes. That's going to help get the word out to more church leaders so they can get more of our free resources to help them with this journey that we're all going on together toward digital giving. I'm Kenny Jang. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, be generous, stay generous.